Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tambi. And I'm Erin. And welcome to Camden Cast, as I already said. But this it's is our 7th our... Heaven podcast. Yeah, this is our 7th Heaven podcast. And in this episode of Camden Cast, we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 9 of 7th Heaven, the title of which is Let's Talk About Sex or... Baby, let's talk about yes. you and me. Yes, obviously. Uh, homage to the wonderful Salt and Peppa song. Um, but if you are in Germany, the title of this episode is Maturity Examination. Uh, our IMDb user synopsis is... <clears throat> Simon invests in a babysitting course, but pays dearly when he lets Annie talk him into trying out on Ruthie, who already abused every older sibling, even when much younger. Matt desperately seeks inspiration for a college project on sexuality, Wade patiently handles Lucy's insanely jealous and insecure worries after a, for him, unlike Mary, canceled senior jock's sleepover until Matt comes to her rescue, then spontaneously braves Eric. Teenage mothers and potential fathers in Eric and Annie's church program go go trough surprising hellish moves. So number one, Wade is George, the actor who plays Jordan's real name. Yeah, Wade Carpent- Carpenter. Second of all, there was missing words in that. There's also that I understand like oh, her insecure worries after like the sleepover is canceled for him, but not for Mary. But for him, unlike Mary, canceled. <laughs> um, and then and also, also <laughs> they did not. It's not the church group. It's at their prenatal classes. Well, they go trough surprising hellish moves. So. Again, I mean, I guess most of that happens. Some of it's not totally accurate, and Wade is not any person on the show. Nope. Nobody um, is named Wade. So what was your first impression of this episode? Well, I mistakenly thought that they were going to do um, a not, like, lesson-based or... The name know, of pro- it was Let's Talk About no, no, Sex. No, no, Or, like, pro- like propaganda-esque, like, episode about teen pregnancy when they introduce a couple of uh, pregnant teenagers. But that was, very, I was, that was very quickly derailed as soon as the episode continued. Um, I think my first impression... I mean, look. It's a show about a religious family, the reverend's family, so I get that they're not going to preach anything about, like... Uh, like, the conversations about sex are going to be pretty straightforward in that you know we would prefer that you don't have sex until marriage but i think that i think the show always has done well that even though they are like kind of like a christian and like a bit more conservative that they don't like they still will talk about sex with their kids when their kids approach them which i think is kind of what this show is trying to get like even if you don't even if that is like your religious belief um you shouldn't not talk about sex with your kids because then, like, they're not informed, and if they do, like, decide to have sex, even though, like, that's not what the parents might want them to do before they're married, um, I don't know, just decreasing their likelihood, like, teaching them about how to have, like, sex safely um, is what this show is trying to do, and I think they always did that well. But I think the one thing that I really disliked about this is when they showed uh, who... Oh. was pregnant, like, the, the teenagers that Annie um, interacts with, uh, and then their stories about how they got pregnant and who the fathers are, um, I think, was very stereotypical or, like, tried to be stereotypical and try to paint the picture of t- teenage pregnancy to be 
Like it happens to certain groups of people. Just like only certain types of people take drugs, only certain types of people are alcoholics, only certain types of people do bad things, and that's not the case. Everybody does everything it does all the time. time. Exactly. So I just didn't appreciate that, that they were trying to paint this picture, as we'll get to in the episode of like, uh, like, t- uh, these fa- like the, what the fa- like potential fathers are like and what these teenagers are like. Um, yeah. So we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, actually, we're going to get to that after the cold open, which is what we usually do. Okay. Okay. So the cold open starts with um, uh, Jordan's here. <laughs> Jordan's home. <laughs> Jordan's at the Camden household. And as is uh, the Jordan and Lucy relationship. He's just got her over his shoulder. It's like a fireman carry. Uh, him calling her as soon as he gets home, which I guess is a callback to the fact that Lucy is still addicted to the telephone. That that addiction was not solved. And also she's, like, kind of uh, controlling and annoying in relationships. (laughs) Yes, I still don't understand what Jordan's doing with her. Which, uh, Lucy begins to question herself in this episode. Um, So, anyway, I think um, Jordan says to Mary, or Mary says to Jordan. No, Jordan says to Mary. Jordan says to Mary, Mary, I'll see you tomorrow night or something. And Lucy is immediately like... Where are you going to see each other tomorrow night? Jordan is my boyfriend. Then she gets... So Jordan is like, oh, well... Oh, Mary goes upstairs, and while Jordan is saying goodbye to Lucy, he says, oh, there's the sleepover... The basketball... We find out that Jordan apparently plays basketball, and that every Friday night, Diane's... Not Diane. (laughs) Not Corey. Corey's super progressive cool parents invite it's just an open invitation for any member of the um boys or girls uh varsity basketball teams and they just have a big co-ed sleepover um in the and, basement did you say the basement yeah um, well i don't think i did but so like oh uh cory's parents just leave them all alone in the basement all night um so lucy is of course intrigued and she tries to, she has, like, a conversation. She, they start having a conversation, as in her and Mary, once Jordan leaves, uh, where she's basically grilling Mary, like, um, it's a co-ed sleepover, our, your, uh, our parents wouldn't allow this. And eventually the conversation gets to, like, surely it's a co-ed sleepover, so this is the perfect time to be having sex. And Mary, I think, says something like, nobody's going to be having sex with 20 other people around. Well, wait, did you say, um, so... I think Lucy is still trying to grill Jordan about it, and then Lucy's like, wait, Mary is like, Lucy, mom wants you, and Lucy runs upstairs and is like, okay, bye, Jordan. When she gets upstairs, um, Mary's like, mom's not even home. I just didn't want you talking to Jordan anymore about the sleepover. Um, And then they have, like, a back and forth about what you're saying about, like, oh, what a perfect opportunity for, like, everyone to be having sex and Mary's like, no, there's like everybody's around. Nobody's gonna be having sex, and everybody's around. And right at this moment, Matt comes downstairs from the attic uh, with his headphones on, uh, bopping along to whatever pop. Nope, it's rock song. It's like some sort of grungy rock song he's listening to. And he's like, I know you guys are talking about sex because of course, like I, I guess. Well, he's like, what are you guys talking about? But they fight all the time, and usually they don't tell anyone what it's about. So I don't know how he jumps to. He's like, he can see it in their eyes. I guess. And um, and then he's like, no neither matter, one of you should be having sex or something. Especially or, oh, you, no. Mary. Well, yeah, he's like, I mean, you, Mary. And Mary is like, you just think we're talking about sex because you setting up Matt's right. storyline. You just can't think of an idea for your project on human sexuality. Um, 
and then Matt kind of like ignores it and walks away. And he clucks. He clucks away. He did not. He doesn't walk oh, away. Oh yeah, he for some away. for some reason he makes noises like a chicken um, when he's walking away. And I think that's the end of the cold. That open. is the end of the cold. Yeah. Open. So um, we are going to start with the Rev and Annie storyline. Uh, as this one is the is the main story, not the main storyline, but the storyline that takes place complete, mostly completely out of the house. Um, Annie shows up at a prenatal class. Um, looks like it's just a regular Lamaze class. Um, you well, can- she's looking for. We find she shows up at a class. They say it's for first time mothers, first time births. So I think it is like a Lamaze class. But we find out that Annie is at the wrong class. She wants to be at the class for alternative births because I don't know. Is- she wants to have an alternative birth and they're like well you're welcome to stay at this class for first time mothers um, you, you can be like a visiting PhD which no she isn't well I guess because she's had so many so she's some births. So that's, that's all it takes to be a doctor um apparently so, so I better tell my sister she really wants she's, she's gonna going to med the, school she's going to waste a lot of time if she she just needs to start having a litter of children um so, so through this, I mean, we don't really see the interaction. The Rev gets there. Wait, and I wanted they to just in. say one thing. Um, she says, "Oh, don't worry. This is not my first time. These are actually my uh, what fifth, no, fourth, sixth and seventh, sixth and seventh kids." And some and somebody like in the background is like, "Have you heard of a condom?" <laughs> um, Which is the second time, like the second time in two episodes that someone's been like, "You got a ton of kids, lady." Uh, in this scene, we also learn that the reason that they're at this location, um, what is it even, like a YMCA? I don't even know. I don't know. I thought, like, college campus, somewhere, like a community center, yeah, where a they're YMCA, offering, somewhere. Where they're offering a lot of classes because Simon is getting his babysitter certification uh, so he can babysit. For um, money, I for guess, For money, yeah. yeah. And that's when the Rev shows up and... I guess what happens is they end up like sitting around, sitting in on this first timer class or like giving advice. I don't know. And they meet these two teens who are there. They are both sixteen, I believe. Yes, Barbara and Cassandra. And we learn their names back at the Camden house because Annie is just dancing in the kitchen with them, having a blast. Wait, before this happens. I know. Well, all right. We learn their names before this happens. We learn their name um, while. Uh, Annie says, I'm having Barbara and Cassandra over for dinner so I can teach oh. them how to uh, turn vegetarian food into a puree to feed the babies. I don't understand that, but okay. Um, and apparently she basically ropes in the Rev to try to help the teenage mothers along in oh, that yeah. uh, she wants uh, uh, the Rev to give Sam, that's Barbara's... Um, Baby daddy. Yeah, uh, a job, and to talk to Roger, that's Cassandra's baby daddy, about coming to class with her. Um, so the Rev's like, okay. Oh, no, this is the scene where um, she, like, doesn't know all the information because apparently uh, Sam might have some prior conviction about pose- possession of something. And he also, and the Rev is also like, oh, does he have a high school diploma? And she's like, no. How about GED? No. And he's like, any skill that, like, any employable, like, skill that will make him employable? And she's like, no. She's like, well, I don't, that's not my business to butt into people's lives. Oh, and then they say, it's yeah, yours. that's yours. <laughs> like, so. So then, uh, then we have the scene where you're, what, that you're talking about, uh, which might be up on our social media. There's a ki- kind of a lot of scenes to pick from um, where Barbara, Cassandra, and um, Annie are dancing around in the kitchen. So now I think we could take... 
Yes. Like, who the fuck are they? Yes. Uh, actually, we have a lot of who, who the fuck are they in this so, episode. So, number one, I'm just going to say it because I know I was, like, waiting, waiting for this episode. Christine Lakin plays Cassandra. Yes. And she's been in, a, like, I know Step by Step was, like, the main thing, but she has, you You can come back to this Yes, one I will. Uh-huh. But she is currently on Wednesday, April 12th and at 8 p.m., and I'm presuming f- on recurring on Wednesdays at 8 p.m., Beverly Mitchell. That's Eastern Time, by the way. Yeah, oh, yes, Eastern Time. Um, so check your local listings. On Pop TV, um, Beverly Mitchell, Jody Sweeten of Full House fame and Fuller House fame. That's Stephanie from Full House, if you don't know by yes. actress. And Christine Lakin from Step by Step and appearing on this episode of Seventh Heaven as Cassandra are having, they're going to be on this reality show, and it's called Hollywood Darlings. And honestly, from all of the... Um, like, teaser stuff that I've seen. It looks super scripted. I mean, uh, is, like, any... Uh, I, I'm sure, like, you know, all reality TV, to, like, an extent is, like, scripted, but it looks, like, very, very badly scripted. Um, but check that out if you want to see what um, Jody Sweet and Beverly Mitchell and Christine Lakin are up to now. Um, if you don't recognize Christine Lakin from Step by Step, where she plays the character Alicia or Al... Um, she was, like, on it for a while. She also voices Joyce from Family Guy. Um, she was, not only is she starring with Beverly Mitchell now, but she was with Jessica Biel in in the Valentine's Day movie. Um, she also was in, um, Melissa and Joey as a character Jackie from, I guess now it's called Freeform, but it was ABC Family before. Um, so, and she guest starred on The League. So she's, like... She's, she's had, done stuff, yeah. Yeah, she's since the nineties. Um, and Allison Lohman is the character, is the actress who plays Barbara. Um, she's also done quite a lot of things. Uh, big, she was in Big Fish, but I recognized her, or I like thought she was <laughs> familiar from White Oleander, uh, which is a movie. Yeah, from the two thousands. Michelle Pfeiffer's in it, and so is Renee Zellweger. Pre face transplant. It's a it's a woman heavy movie. It's about the women. So. Um, we've got them. They're there. Uh, we learn a little bit more about who... So, I mean, this is when you first noticed, if you want to talk a little bit about yes. how they... So Mary and Lucy come come downstairs and they see this little dance party and they start dancing. And then Annie introduces Mary and Lucy to uh, Cassandra and um, Barbara. And um, there isn't like a... Like you said, there's not like a... There's, it's just basically, there's the one moment where you, where you learn that they're both 16, and that's exactly the same age as Mary, and there's a moment where she's like, oh, you and I are the same age, but you are about to be a mother, and I am about to go play basketball. <laughs> so, um, and... And then Lucy says something about going to, that evening going to get a burger, and like I think it's Cassandra yes. is like... Oh, I went out for a burger seven months ago. And now I'm over here. So it's kind of just like, it's it's a fine, like, play, kind of, like, jokey thing about, uh, I was in the same position you were, and look where I am now. They don't immediately unpack the lesson. No. it's it. it th- I thought this was just going to be like, okay, you've just introduced characters where Annie's going to help out these teenage mer- mothers be, like, prepare for their first pregnancies, and we won't deal with any of the rest of it. But actually, completely wrong. Because almost as soon as Mary and Lucy leave, and and when we return to the kitchen, we find out that, um, I guess we should go to the pool hall first. Because this interchanges, right? The scenes with the pool hall. Yeah, they're kind of like back and forth. So uh, in the pool hall, we meet 
Sam, who is Barbara's baby daddy, and he is getting a, bu- a job being a busboy at, at Eddie's pool hall, courtesy of the Rev. And we find out that he was convicted of, or like did time for possession of crack cocaine, um, and then... He's like, he's telling, the, well, because he tells the Rev, I don't really want to fill out this application if it's not going to be worth my time. And the Rev is like, they already know of your, like, conviction, and they're fine with it. Um, and then he's like, kind of like, come on, fill out the application, and we learn that he is also illiterate. illiterate. Yes. Um, and the Rev is like, oh, well, okay, I can help you fill it out then. That's fine. Um, and I think we this is when the problems began, because, number one, it kind of sets up that there's a certain like, type of, like, you know, he's, like, you know, not educated, he's poorly educated, and, like, that's why... He's a criminal, and this is... Yeah. These are the type of people that work uh, jobs in the service industry, which is false. Yeah. But then also, this is the reason that he is now a father, or right. is about to be a father. All of these circumstances are why he is, like, going to... And he's not even... And we also learn that he's 25. Yeah. So there are a whole lot of issues. Also, the fact that he's 25... Um, I guess that, to me, it made, I thought that was, like, a commentary on, like, oh, of course, like, this this guy's, like, not really educated, not very mature or smart or whatever, and that's why his girlfriend is, like, a 15, was, was a 15-year-old, she's 16 now, um, and also this is illegal. Um, and we also learn that he has asked uh, Barbara to marry her because he wants to, like, do right by her and their, uh, and his, like, soon-to-be daughter. And it very much takes the dialogue of um, any time, like... It's the right thing, thing to, to do, do to marry someone that, like, even if you necessarily don't want to... Just because they're having your child, like, you have to marry them. He loves her. He wants to do right by his daughter. He then, like, tells the Rev that his entire life is better because he met the Rev. This is a real thing that he says. And I'm just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Um, Back at the house, we find out that Barbara doesn't love, um, what's his face? Sam. Yeah, she's just happy that she's like, oh... I don't know. She makes she somehow gets into this conversation about how the job is going to lead to them getting married, which makes no sense. And, and she she's like, I don't even him. want him to take the job if it means I have to marry him. I guess she told him, like, oh, we can't get married because you don't have a job. So she thinks if he gets a job, she's going to have to marry him. I think she was using it as a, like, diversion technique because she didn't think he'd ever get a job because of his illiteracy and his prior conviction but But then then annie is like well it would be nice also for him to have a job because like babies need things that cost money and he should be making money um so but and this is also right so we find out that they had sex when she was 15 and he was 24 and doing a little googling we found out that the age of consent in california is 18 years old and for some reason i couldn't find anything though specific i just read that it's like a civil for like the the age difference for them it would be i guess if she was consenting 9 years though yeah i don't know i can well i guess it, it kind of goes beyond statutory rape because in like this in the context of like statutory rape if like more than 4 years older it would be like a civil penalty of like $25,000 oh well any well yeah, I, I, I don't just know. Think, We'd like, have to dig deeper into, like, because that's, lo- like, going lo- into criminal lo- law right. now. And, like, I think... But I think the point is that they didn't touch on the fact that there's a massive age difference at all. And clearly there are consent issues taking place, even if she did, like, consent. But according to law, she was not of age co- to consent. Yeah. But that's getting into a completely different story. Um, we While we're learning all these things about Barbara, we learn 
that Cassandra's uh, baby daddy doesn't even know that he's a baby daddy. Um, Sam and her are not on speaking terms because she... Roger. Right, sorry. Roger and her are not on speaking terms because she went out with Roger's brother after going out with Roger, which, again, like, sets up this... I don't know if they were trying to make like, this, like, Like, oh, a, she's so loose or right, whatever, yeah, and is, this is who gets pregnant at 16. And which is, like, no, okay? Like, people get pregnant at 16 because of poor sex ed. Or because maybe they want to. I don't know. I don't yeah. know the reasons. I, this is not something I study. We should ask Matt. Um, <laughs> he's taking a class on human sexuality. Yeah. But um, then, I guess... I think particularly teenagers get pregnant when they don't mean to because they're like, oh, whatever, like the brain development, like more inclined to take risks. And like, it won't happen to me, <laughs> honestly. I think that's really how most of it is. Like, well, it's only one time, so... <sighs> Well, Sam shows up at the uh, pool hall, and Sam's Sam says the only reason he shows up he showed up was because somebody told him that she's not looking well. Uh, she hasn't Cassandra, and he would somewhat care if she croaked. Yes. Um, oh, I'm sorry. We also learned we learned in the kitchen that he has anger issues. Yes. So uh, aside from the fact that he's like probably angry that she like went out with his brother, he's also like I was like waiting for this to turn into like erupt into like an abusive. Or like, like, I'm not the father, it could be my brother. Well, I was thinking that as well. I was like, we don't know if it's him. <laughs> but, I'm sorry, I got ahead of myself. Uh, Sam is played by Michael A. Pena, who you all will know from all of the things he's done, and he's one of my favorites. So, uh, Michael A. Pena is from, uh, he, did, the, he vo- uh, did a character voice from American Dad. Uh, he plays Luis in Ant-Man, best character in Ant-Man. Sorry, Paul Rudd, but... Michael Apina definitely wins. He was in Tower Heist, that movie with Ben Stiller. Um, he is in. He's starring in the new movie in like the new version of Chips. That's coming. I was out gonna this say, year. yeah. I, th- I was he, gonna say. I thought that that was. Yeah. He was on Watch What Happens Live not too long ago, and they like went into his past, and I'm surprised that they didn't um, use that. Like they have this thing where they open the vault and they have like stuff like from, from way back in the day from like people's careers, and I was like, this would be a great clip of him playing like the angry. Uh, like teenager on Seventh <laughs> Heaven a show right now, and he was also uh, in The Martian. So he's been doing really great since Seventh Heaven. Um, I prefer him as a comedy actor and not in this angsty role he played in Seventh Heaven. Um, so he doesn't know that he's the baby daddy. He says he's not on speaking. Sam is not on speaking terms with Cassandra because uh, he like he can't forgive that she went out with his brother, and then. Nope, sorry, Roger. I keep Roger. on calling him Sam. Roger. Yeah. No, wait, Sam blows it. Sam blows it, but I kept on calling Roger Sam. Okay. Uh, Sam well, shows no, I'm up. I'm confused. <laughs> Sam shows up. It's like, oh, you must be Cassandra's... Uh, like, uh, you must be the father of Cassandra's baby or something. And that's and, when he finds out. And he's like, <gasps> so... Um, and he starts crying. Yeah. No, not yet. I don't think he cried. He only... He started, all right, so anyway... Well, he sits down. He, like, yeah, is he's, shocked. Yeah, he, like, falls against the wall and, like, yeah. has a seat. Um... So that's like, I think this picks up where we find out that um, Annie is bringing Cassandra and Barbara to meet up with the fathers um, at the pool hall. And they get there. And um, so, like, I don't know, Barbara goes over to Sam and Roger comes over to Cassandra. And I think we get the idea that they haven't seen each other in a bit. And I think she, like, apologizes. And he just starts crying and, like hugs her or whatever, and the Rev, after, like, he's already crying in front of her, just goes, 
He knows. <laughs> also, Cassandra's like visibly you, pregnant. Right. So I'm... she's like definitely seven months pregnant. So. Yeah. Um, this kind of this does this storyline doesn't really wrap up because we see the two couples having separate conversations at Eddie's pool hall. Um, the conversation between Roger and Cassandra Cassandra is basically like he thinks that they should get married or like he wants he wants this this he finds out it's a son um, to like not resent them and he thinks that like he's just really upset about the fact that he's not going to be able to give his child, the family that the child deserves, and the child didn't choose this, and blah, 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 blah. And then with Sam and Cassandra, he's like, but I love you. And she's like, but I don't love you. Sam and Barbara, sorry. Ah, names! I can't do this! I know, it's hard with these characters, when they introduce, like, I don't know, uh, four characters of, like... All at once. Yeah, like 50-50 on genders, and then, like, they're, they're all their storylines are together, so it's like... But anyway, I don't think this actually gets resolved. Do you? No, I th- but I, do, I think it's, like, better off. Open- I don't want right. to say better off open-ended. No, because, I think you're right. I mean, closing, like, it's good it's that. It's more realistic. It's, it, it's good that, like, um, Barbara is, like, I'm not going to marry you because I don't love you. And, like, it, that doesn't really matter. We can still, like, effectively, like, raise a child. Um and I mean, on the flip side, I guess we're just happy. Like, I was just happy to see Roger not be like, like have the wrong response. And right. He like, cried again, actually. Yeah. So, so not seeing him like be like filled with rage and like be like, I want nothing to do with you or whatever. But also the opposite when he was saying like, oh, we need to get married, is the wrong thing. So I'm glad that they didn't like. I don't know. I guess we kind of get the idea like. The four of them, well, like, each individual couple will co-parent or something in some way. Like, everybody is trying to make it work. Right, right. In, like, whatever way is going to work best for that couple. Um, we also get this idea of, uh, which I just wanted to say, which is probably going to be my last point about the storyline, about how the girls blame the men for the position that they're in. So, like... Um, Cassandra specifically says, the reason that I dated your brother was to get back at you for doing this to me. And um, Barbara, earlier in the episode, says something like, I'm just angry that, like, I, don't, like, I can't marry him, I don't love him. And it's because, like, he did this to me. Like, he's, what 25-year-old man does this to a 15-year-old, or, you know, whatever, 16-year-old girl. Um, so, which... Um, it takes two to tango, but also you guys are like, but then also at the same time, y'all are like nine years younger than you. I was going like, yeah. when I think about the age difference, it does like, make me a little more inclined to, to think that they should have known better. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's just, and it's, but also there's, and then there's like, there are a lot of different considerations that I would take into like, effect, like into account here and that. Like, they might have felt, like, pressure. Well, right, I mean, they, we'll get back to this. I think this was, like, kind of a recurring yeah, theme. Pressure, that, right. that they were with people so much older that they felt like, oh, well, they've probably had sex before, so I have to because, like, that's, you know, my purpose. Um, my purpose. And, like, <laughs> but, yeah, basic. but I think what it is is that I understand the reason that they put this in was to, like, have it reflect on their own daughters in some way. But I still think that they didn't really need this storyline at all. Did do you think that they needed this storyline? I mean, I think it was like supposed to be like a cautionary tale and to put the Rev and Annie in a place for later in the episode for them to I don't know, I guess it's supposed to like 
give us the idea that everybody was thinking about. It was supposed just supposed to make everyone think about teen sex. That right. was like, but like you know, because like obviously the Rev and Annie are always thinking about sex, but they had to refocus them on like teens in this. Episode. But I just think because of all the other variables at play with like the massive age difference, like the um, like all the other like little like characteristics they had about the the, the storyline, I think it like left too much in me. Oh, you know what I was also thinking about um, in a lot of states, if you get married, no matter what. It's not illegal. Like but if they're, they're not. I know, but they're not married. But I was like, that's that's also like so fucked up. Like in Florida, like a twelve year old can get married. I think that yeah, in in Florida, I don't think there is any like age with parental consent. So like, you could marry off your twelve year old to like a thirty year old, and if the twelve year old gets pregnant, it's like totally legal because they're married. I just. So anyway, I like fun the, fact. I know, um, but I just feel like they had like, I don't know. It wasn't it wasn't flushed out well enough. I don't think. I think they could have done, like, teenage pregnancy in a completely different storyline. You can talk about sex without talking about pregnancy. Right. And I, I mean, I, yeah. But you can't. All right, let's get to the... Yeah, I know, but I, I want to get to the rest of the episode because I think that, like, kind of explains why they were... I don't know. Well, I, let's take I, a reprieve first and talk about Ruthie and Simon's storyline. Okay, real quick. So Simon, as we said, is uh, took babysitting classes to be a certified babysitter, and he's not getting any jobs because... Like everybody else in the job market now and always, <laughs> they won't hire you until you get experience, but you can't get experience until you get hired. So uh, his mom decides, Annie's like, well, you can babysit Ruthie. And Ruthie, as our user summary tells us, has is, already abused all of the other kids, even though much older, even though they are much older than she is. Um, so there's that going on. Ruthie um, makes a deal with Simon that she'll like, let him babysit her if he lets her do whatever she wants. And he thinks this is a good deal. And then as soon as he walks away, she's, like, very deviously, like, wringing her hands and cackling. Um, and he sits down with her and, like, go easy on him. When Matt babysat you, uh, you bit him. When Mary babysat you, you locked her in the linen closet. When Lucy babysat you, you and Simon... <laughs> <laughs> left the house and, and got, got lost, lost stalking the mailman. That was uh, a recall a recall to ep- the episode Saturday from season, season one. one. Yeah. Um, so she's like, I promise, but is still looking really devious. Yes. Uh, so she gives Ruthie... Ruth, she gives Simon help. Um, First we see her rollerblading in the house. Then she says she wants to jump rope and then... So Simon's like, you're going to break something. She tells him to move the table. Table's too heavy. He's like, we can't do jump rope. Uh, so she says, we could do cops and robbers. Well, the rope that she be- brings for the jump rope. so long and also very thick. Um, and <laughs> I know. <laughs> Sorry. It's, yeah. Very immature. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, maybe that was like a subtext. <laughs> Um, okay. So, anyway, cops and robbers, and then Simon's like, oh, you don't have handcuffs, do you? And Ruthie's like, no, but I have this rope, and are you... <laughs> You're, this is just... This is not... I'm trying to get through it. I know, but now that we've, now that we've hit that innuendo, I can't stop thinking about it, especially yeah. in the context now of handcuffs, the handcuffs and, and the rope. rope. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, um, we, like, it cuts, you know, jump scene uh, to... Uh, Simon is, like, tied up to the banister, and somehow this jump rope has become, like, multiple ropes because his legs are tied, his arms are tied, and, like, the, his his uh, torso is, like, tied to the banister as well. Um, 
Ruthie is like, okay, I'm going upstairs now. No, and no, no. He, she, she says, un- he says, untie me, and he, she says, no, you look cute from this angle. Let me try a different angle. So she walks up the stairs and puts her head through the banister, and she's like, oh, from this angle, you still look cute. And then when she tries to leave, she, of course, her head is stuck. And you, call, you predicted this entire yes. <laughs> thing before it happened because it was such a predictable. Um, but luckily, as soon as that happens, the Rev and Annie are home from the pool hall, and they set them all free. <laughs> and nobody gets in trouble, even though... Which, I mean, Ruthie says, because, like, Simon uh, said something, like, when, oh, I think she, she when she was rollerblading through the house, she was, like, scuffing up the floor, and he was like, you're going to get in trouble, and she said, I won't get in any trouble, you're the babysitter, which is perfect. Um, so but I don't think either of them gets in trouble, which no, is it, good. I think it's just like, well, no harm, no, like, everything was fine. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> lived. Everybody lives. Um, Everybody oh, I just lives. want to say one more thing that I said recently. We kind of talked about how, like, Ruthie using the incorrect grammar and then being corrected and then, like, turning it and just, like, going with the correction and making it, like, a new thought. Um, when Simon is going on about how you need to have experience to get hired, but, you like, you can't get experience because you can't, because you don't have experience, uh, she goes, it's a fishy circle, and Annie says vicious, and then Ruthie goes, Yep, and it should stay that way. <laughs> so even though the meaning of, like, whatever she says has completely changed, she's just like, okay. Doesn't like to admit she's wrong, just agrees. Yeah, yeah. So, uh... So that's really it uh, for them. Um, Matt, we can talk about Matt really quickly before we get into the main crux of this episode. So as we said, Matt is taking a human sexuality class because that's every... Luckily, all of these things happened during, like, a, the course of three days in the Camden house. So um, students have to do a project, a unique presentation of some sort, um, or video or something about human sexuality. One of his, like, classmates is doing one where... It's a guy who's, like, fake Scott. It's not Scott, yeah, it's not but it's, Scott. like, a guy who's an equally terrible, like, asshole. But he's better. I liked him better at the end. Yeah. Uh, he says that he got... Um, a bunch of guys that he knows to, like, say the lines that they say to try to, like, persuade girls to have sex with them. And then he's going to intercut them with girls' reactions to those lines. And then he's going to intercut that with his sister saying, uh, guys don't need to persuade us to do anything because we have minds of our own. So then when when we decide to have sex, it's our own decision. And yeah. Matt's super, like... Wow, that's... He's like, oh, I'm never going to come up with an idea that good or whatever. So then later on... He runs into two girls uh, from his classroom, uh, from his classroom, from his class, uh, one of which... (laughs) is doing her project on female athletes being less likely to become pregnant because you can't get pregnant if you're playing basketball. Which Matt's really uh, happy about because Mary plays basketball, so she's not going to get pregnant. I forget what the other girl is doing. I didn't write it. It must not have been. Did she even say it? Yes, she's doing um, how couples that have married for 50 years still have amazing sex. Um, that girl, uh, isn't, her name in the, sh- in the show is Ellen, uh, but in real life, her name is Tamara Brown, and uh, people may know her as Carly from General Hospital. Now, Carly has been played by like three or four different people, but Tamara Brown's Carly was my favorite Carly. And uh, I think currently she's on Days of Our Lives as Ava. I don't know. I don't watch Days of Our Lives anymore. We clearly watch General Hospital (laughs) quite a bit. Um, Yes, I still watch General Hospital. Thank you very much. Um, Anyway, so he's having trouble with his sexuality project, um, human sexuality project. We have, should we talk about the scene where Lucy gives him an idea now or later? 
Uh, no, I think this is fine now because okay. um, so um, Matt is like still like stumped and he's in his room and Lucy comes up to talk to him for one reason or another um, and she gives him the idea that um, he should do his project on um, people's like first time experiences and like basically how, when, and like why they decided that that was going to be like their first time. Um, so Matt's like wow, this is a brilliant idea. And I'm like, Matt, did you even spend a second trying to think of a topic? <laughs> yeah. Because this is, like, the most, like, ba- like baseline, like, oh, where do I start with this project about, like, sex? Well, like, <laughs> let's think of the timeline of, like, people having sex. Um, just uh, before we finish out, well, this is actually basically the end of Matt's storyline because it picks up with Mary and Lucy's storyline now. But um, I want to say, because I know this is in the last episode, for some reason... Um, Matt has an obsession with biking because he has, like... Oh, did you say this in the... Yeah. I didn't say it in the last episode. Oh, okay. I mentioned it while watching the last episode. Yeah. um, He has a painting of a bike. It's a person, right? Like, it's... I think it... Is it, like... It's a painting of, like, someone, like, racing. Yeah. Like, uh, a bike. And then right next to it, he's got, like, a poster of photos of... of People biking. Yeah. So... Or people biking, Yeah. This is something that he really is interested in. And apparently you said that in his future apartment he still has that painting. Yeah, yeah, he, uh, he, he brings that with him. <laughs> so, I've never seen him biking, so... Right, I don't know why they decided that was, like, the decor for his room. Um, all right, so... so... We'll go to Mary and Lucy's storyline, which um, was hinted at in the cold open. Um, so Mary is going to the sleepover, um, and Lucy... Like we get oh, after the cold open, we get back to the girls' room where Lucy is. The girls's. The, the girls' room. I don't know how to pronounce the apostrophe. Um, the girls's is not a whatever. <laughs> whatever. Um, the Mary room, and Lucy's room. Yes, where Lucy is asking a bunch of questions about what happens at these sleepovers, mostly because she knows that Jordan's going to be there, and she's concerned that. Jordan might do something with someone. So she asks stupid questions like, has anybody put their sleepover, sleep, sleeping bag on top of somebody else? And because that's how you have sex. <laughs> you just lay on top of someone in a sleeping bag. Um, yeah, she like purports to be all mature and shit, but and like know these things, but that's not how sex happens, Lucy. Um, so, so finally she gets to what she really wants to ask, and she's like, well, I know that you're older than me and you might be more experienced or whatever, so, like, you don't need to tell me who or give me any... Wait, 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 wait. Whoops. Let's go back to the conversation with Mary and Lucy. Oh, Where Lucy's like, well, what about you? Like, so you're not going to have sex in high school? Uh, No, she's like, I don't know, for some reason, Mary's like, look, I'm not planning to have sex in high school. She's like, oh, are you going to have sex in college? She's like, I'll deal with college when I deal with college. I actually like Mary's life plan. She's like, I'm not going to make long-term plans. Yeah, I think this was pretty thoughtful, too, because, um, she, yeah, she's like, well, because Lucy's like, why isn't your plan to wait until you're married yet? Yeah. And, and she just is like, listen, well, and she kind of gets into it. She's like, well, that could be, like, a long time away, and I don't want to start thinking that, like, I'm not going to have sex until I'm married because then, like, I might, I don't know. 
I'll just be thinking about it. Like, I'll start thinking about, like, oh, that could be a long time away, and that's a long time to wait. And then concerns about, like, whether or not she's even going to get married. Right. um, But so basically she says, I'm just going to deal with, like, things as they come, but I know that I'm not going to have sex in high school, and I'll deal with college when I get to college, which I think is a great idea. And um, this this is when Jordan calls. And Jordan explains to her that he's changed his mind and that he's not going to go to the sleepover and instead they should try they should go on a date even though it's past the deadline to ask Lucy out on a date because of the rules. Remember those are still in play right now. But she is so desperate at this point she breaks the rules. Yeah, and she says And that's she, how we should have known that this relationship is destined to fail <laughs> once the rules were broken. Um and this is when she like she says, "Okay, well, I'm not. I'm not insanely jealous. I'm not like. Okay, I have a life outside of you. Blah blah blah." And he's like, "Yeah, I know. You had a life before me, and you're gonna have a life after me." And then she <laughs> freaks out. She's like, "After you?" Because every relationship Lucy is in is like the, the person she's going to marry. Um, and this, I don't know how it ends up happening, but basically, well, she's the, the, what I was saying. She's like, "Oh, well, you're older than me, and I get you might be more experienced, and like you don't need to." Because I'm not, like, insanely jealous, you don't need to give me any details or anything, but I just have, like, one question for you, and, like, have you ever had sex? And, like, Jordan is like, okay, well, you gave me an out. You said you're not going to ask, like, any follow-up questions. So he's just like, yes. yes." Which, of course, sends Lucy... In a spiral. Yes. (laughs) Um, So, really, the next scene that we have is Lucy and Mary at school. Well, actually, Lucy and Jordan first at school. They're walking down the hallway, and Lucy's like, can you tell me who... Is it more than one person? Um, and he makes some joke about it. Yeah, it's Whoville or something. Yeah, he was like, it was a whole, yeah. So And he's like, look, I, don't, I, I should have just lied to you. Like, I don't, if you're going to get all worked, about, worked up about it, like, this conversation is over. And he walks away from her. Um, and she's, again, spiraling. So her and Mary are talking. And she is basically thinking that he, since he's more experienced, he's not getting anything out of just kissing her. Like, like, yeah, that he's constantly thinking, like, he wishes that she would have sex with him. It's basically her, she's put herself in his shoes, and that's, like, all he could possibly be thinking. But then she, then she's like, wait, but he's never made, tried to make a move on me. Does that mean he's not attracted to me? And um, Mary's like, no, it just means he cares about you and he respects you. Right, and Mary says, like, he knows you're younger and he, like, he, he's not expecting, you know, like, yeah. not that it really, like, matters, but it's just like, well, he, he knows you're, like, younger than him and probably, like, have not had sex with anyone. So he's just being, like, you know, respectful and taking, you know, taking the relationship as it comes, kind of like Mary's entire, like, go-with-the-flow thing. And then there's Lucy, who's like, I need to plan my entire life right now. And, like, Jordan, this matches up a lot, like, really well with Jordan's entire characterization, which is that he's a very chill, calm dude. And he clearly, for some fucking reason, really <laughs> likes Lucy. And, like, because he puts up with all of her bullshit. It's, like, opposites attract. Like, he's so easygoing. Yeah. He's just always like, okay, like, I'll go go along with whatever she's doing this week because... Well, why not? It might be fun. And, like... She we, might decide she wants to have sex randomly. Yeah. But I don't even think he's in it for the sex. Like, I don't no, think... No, he's obviously not, but I'm just saying, like, like, he's just, you know... I think he's, like, he's happy with where they're at. I mean, he's happy just picking her up randomly and giving... 
giving her pecks on the lips. And, like, he, I think he's, like, thrilled with where the relationship is. I don't know why, yeah. but, like, he is. And, and constantly talking on the phone with her. Yeah. And Lucy is, so Lucy decides, like, Lucy hatches a plan where she's, like, I mean, maybe, like, we should have, like, I should have sex so I can, like, so he can, he can be attracted to me because clearly now, like, he's not attracted to me. And she kind of has, like, I think to, to Mary, she's like, oh, like, maybe I am going to marry him. So, like, why wait if I'm going to marry him? And, like, you're 15 years old. Mm-hmm. You're not going to marry him. So she calls up Jordan um, and says, you know, hey, why don't we not do a group date? I think that we're going to go bowling with, like, a group of friends. Why don't we go somewhere where we won't be interrupted? Jordan is being really thick right now because he doesn't seem to understand what's happening. Right, he doesn't understand the relationship between the fact that he told Lucy that, like, he's He's not a virgin and then, like, the fact that she's like, we have to hang out alone. So he suggests that they hang out in, like, their living room and Lucy's like, no, where no one will interrupt us. She's like, let's go for a drive somewhere. And he's like, I don't think your parents are going to be okay with me taking taking you on a drive to to nowhere. Exactly. She's like, well, they don't have to know. And Jordan's like why are you being so secretive about this? Like, this is like, what are you doing? And she's like, just pick me up at eight. Um, I think he, this is, so this is when she like goes downstairs and meets Barbara and Cassandra. And um, we have like a normal parenting like moment between Annie and Lucy where Lucy like doesn't know where Jordan's taking her. Hasn't thought of her lie yeah. before she tells Annie she's going out. And Annie's like, uh, I know where Mary's going to be, and I need to know where you're going to be, so find it, find the fuck out and let me know, because I'm your parent. Even though in the last episode they didn't give a shit about where anybody was, or didn't give well, a shit about where... Well, the past few episodes, like, Matt was gone, Matt and Mary, Mary were gone on the road trip, and then, like, Mary was gone playing basketball and never got to the flower vegetable show. <laughs> um, so, the... Next moment is, I think she's, like, Lucy's looking for advice. She's, like, I think her, like, cry for help is going to talk to Matt. But since Matt's so frustrated about his project, he's being a bit, like, short with her. So she just asks him about, like, where to get burgers. And he says, the Dairy Shack, obviously. And um, I think that, like, it's supposed to be, like, she wants to open up to him, but he doesn't. And that's when she says the whole thing about talk about first times. This also completely goes over Matt's head until future, like later on in the episode. Um, Jordan comes to pick Lucy up, and Mary also asks him to give her a ride. This is when Mary finds out that Lucy and him are not going bowling, that they're going to get burgers. Um, I guess, like, off-screen, Jordan takes Mary to the sleepover, and then we have Jordan and Lucy at Dairy Shack. In which the best person in this episode appears his name is Arnold he is the cashier at the Dairy Shack and he's uh, a new member of the congregation yeah and they ask he asks if they want the burgers to stay or to go Jordan says to stay Lucy says to go and then Jordan is like where do you want to go um and she says the name of like some lookout you know MacArthur's point yeah and then um, Arnold makes a face and he's like you don't want to go there and then uh, no, wait, Jordan says, I don't think your parents would like me taking you there. And Arnold is like, I know they wouldn't like me. <laughs> like, and Lucy's like, shut up, Arnold. Basically, oh, Helga. So, so th- <laughs> <laughs> hey, you just Arnold. Had, you just had a moment. <laughs> I was like, why did I like this Arnold character so much? And then I realized it's because his name is Arnold. So they go back and forth, and I think it's supposed to be like cutesy, where they're like, to go, to stay, to go, to stay. And then finally... 
uh, Jordan's like, okay, but well, like before he decides that, um, Lucy basically's like, why aren't you attracted to me? She kind of just like has a reaction like in the middle of this restaurant, uh, this family attra- like establishment where she's like. Um, he's like, they're she's, like a fist. It's yeah. like someone having this argument and like the front line of like and the line of Shake Shack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yes, exactly. Uh, he's like, yeah, I'm obviously attracted to you, and she's like, well, then prove it. Like you, like don't we don't do anything. Like, uh, you have to have sex with me to prove you're attracted to me. She didn't say that, but that's but, basically what she was trying to say. The gist. So Jordan, because he like re- actually really likes Lucy and wants things to go well between them. I was like, okay, okay, but I'm not, he was like, we're just going to talk, talk or whatever. I'm not, like, I don't want to have sex with you. I don't think it's a good idea. He so. don't. He basically says, I'm older than you. I'm stronger than you. You can't force me to do something I don't want to do. Right. Um, which I think is great. Yes. Good on you. Um, and we then, like, split to um, the house where, oh, God. <laughs> Annie's baking is always teasing me because Matt is eating Annie's cookies. Yes. And uh, Matt, like, has a flashback to the conversation with Lucy. It's not even, like, a, um, it's an oratory. Like, it's an audible flashback. It's not, like... Yeah. He doesn't, like, just flashback to the He thing. just hears, her, like, he's, like... I think he repeats it to himself. No, no. Oh, he, he hears her, her voice. voice. And he's then like, she's, the like, first time, yeah. when, where, why? And she's, like, I, he's, like, I'm an idiot. And then he runs out, and he goes to the dairy shack, asks Arnold where they are. <laughs> he tells him MacArthur's point. And he's, like, and by the way, Jordan didn't want to, like, it wasn't Jordan's idea, which I was glad that he said that, because I actually really like Jordan, which... Yeah, well, I'm not crazy. I mean, I don't really like him, but, like... He seems, like, really out of... He strikes me as being really out of place in all of this because he has such a thick southern accent. And also, he looks way older. Right. And it's just, like, he wouldn't be with Lucy. She's too high-strung, and he's, like, so, like, chill about everything. So... Um, Matt drives to MacArthur's Point, where you clearly see Lucy and... Um, Jordan just talking, and Matt is livid. He's like, Lucy, get out of the car. Yeah, he's like, I'm, I'm. Uh, he's basically like, to uh, if I, if you like, don't shut up now, or like, what, or don't leave now, I'm gonna pound you. Is what Matt <laughs> says to Jordan. And yes. Jordan's like, all right, buddy. Um, um so Lucy has a reaction. She like. Hit, like continuously starts to hit Matt. It's like, and why she, are you trying to embarrass me? She's crying. I know what I'm doing. I'm a grown uh, woman. Yeah, you don't need to do this. To tell me what I need or what I want to do. And he grabs her arms. He's like, I know that, but I just wanted to stop you from doing something stupid. And he's like, well, then why? Well, then Lucy says, well, then why aren't you checking in on Mary at her boy-girl sleepover? And then, like, Matt's like... So then he goes and he grabs Mary from the sleepover and everybody's in the car except for Jordan, um, <laughs> who was left because he didn't want to get pounded. Although he, because he's, so before um, Matt and Lucy leave, Jordan says to Matt and Lucy, I guess, um, don't, like, just give me a chance to talk to your dad first before you tell him. And Matt's like, I don't think that's a good idea. But anyway... While Matt's running around and picking up Mary, Jordan gets back to the Camden house and... Well, before he gets to the Camden before we see what ha- what's happening in the Camden's house, Lucy says, like, is there any way that we can keep this between the three of us? 
And as soon as she says that, it cuts the Camden house where Jordan is explaining everything to the Rev, uh, the Rev and Annie, which I think, I don't know, like, it, I think, again, this falls way in line with um, Jordan's character. He clearly respects the Rev and Annie. He respects Lucy. And he constantly has been like, I don't think your parents would appreciate this. I don't think your dad would appreciate this. So he goes to them and he tells them the entire story. Um, the Rev immediately, like, immediately goes, you're two years older than her. You are clearly more experienced um, from now on. Which I thought was weird that, like, the Assumed. Camerons just, like, assume, like, what, you're more experienced. Like, I guess we can leave that to, like, whatever you want to take it to mean. It might not necessarily mean that they're like, well, Jordan has definitely, like, had sex. But um, He says yeah. you're only allowed to hang out on group dates or like school uh, during school things um but you can't be alone uh, the only way you can be like you have to be at home yeah you can't go on dates on your by yourself then annie kind of takes over and she's like and i want to get to know you better you clearly like like my daughter and she says like we like you yeah i think they're just kind of happy like you were so honest with us so like we'll reward your honesty i guess and rewarding his honesty is asking him to bring his parents over yeah so, yeah. So. And Jordan, like, you know what? Like, for a boyfriend of, a, like, of a Camden, he takes this, like, pretty well. Like, he's taken everything really well so far. Well, I mean, I think most people, in like, no matter who, I don't know, would be, t- like, if that actually happened and, like, Matt showed up, would be terrified and be like, I can't. Ter- yeah. <laughs> like, I'm never talking to that family again. Goodbye. Um, he, it's reminiscent of how I feel like Wilson was took everything but yeah. like wilson's entire shtick about and i'm a teenage parent right he was always like i know the consequences better than anyone because whereas i feel like jordan's just a normal kid right and he's just yeah. like a good guy so um as jordan's leaving matt lucy and mary come home lucy's pissed off at her boyfriend for being there which i mean like come on chick like stop like, right, I love how in this she acts like it was all her, like, everything is her decision to make, yeah. too. Like, he, he, and she she's affronted by, like, all of this is decisions that he made, even though, like, the reason that she's here in the first place is because of her own... Her, yeah, her she own, was stupid. Yeah. Um, Jordan's like, I'll call you tomorrow. Well, she still blames everyone else for her problems, though. She's like, you know, oh, it's Matt's fault that she's in this position because he came to get her. Like, so, all right, well, whatever. He was going to call. Jordan's going to call Lucy tomorrow because I guess she can t- talk on the phone again. Or Wade. <laughs> we should have been calling him Wade. Um, the episode ends with Annie saying, Lucy, I will talk to you after I talk to Mary. And the Rev's going to talk to Lucy. And Matt's like, wait, can I record this for my project? And so we have... All different... Okay, so... The, the video starts, it's black and white for some reason because they don't have a video camera that can record in color, although this is like 1998, and I remember, well, I mean, oh, this over-the-shoulder, like, VHS tape recorders. Um, my family has tapes from these years, and they are in color. I so. was in um, what was called Kids News. Um, <laughs> is this a real thing? Is this on kid, the internet? No, it was Kid Witness News. It's probably on the internet. Yes. Um, and it was like this like nationwide program where like like kids in I think it's like from the third grade to the sixth or seventh grade um, 
Can we? You can search this not now. <laughs> <laughs> I could. <laughs> but what would the fun in that be? But every year, like, we did a new, like, a big news story. I think our year we did it on one of our classmates that um, was a cancer, a leukemia survivor. Um, and the year before that, we did it on, like, a graduate from our high school who ended up finding, like, found, like, a sunken ship. Like, one that, like, was missing for, like, years. It was part of World War II. But basically, it, like, taught us about journalism, and we learned editing and, like, recording and, like, memorizing lines and, like, talking wow. and stuff. We won awards, like, three years in a row. This is definitely on the internet somewhere. I'm like, um, yeah, okay. So anyway, I'll find it. <laughs> I'm not sharing on like Twitter somewhere. No, you're not. Not doing that. Um, Nobody gets to see what I look like. So oh, okay, yeah, that would be all right. So um, anyway, it starts and the timestamp on the video is like 12:01, and we it's a progression of one, two, three, five, like five different shots all the way up until 6 a.m. and it's all different. Like, do like one of the scenes like. Lucy has, like, an okay point, I think you were saying, where she's, like... She says... Oh, uh, if I don't know... uh, Like, what if I already know the person I'm going to marry, but I don't know I'm going to marry them yet? What would be the harm in having sex with them now? Um, Because, basically, that's what the point that's, like, driven home is, is that the Rev and Annie are, like, we hope that you've gathered from, like, our faith and stuff and living in this house that, like, you know that we don't want you to have sex until you're married... And I like that they don't make it, like, I mean, they're just, like, we think that you know what our values are in this house, and, like, it's on you kind of thing. Lucy says something along the lines of, but is there anything in between, like, sex and more than making out? Like, why is it one extreme or the other? And they act like, I don't know, they never address, oh, wait, none of the the answers. Yes, okay, so anyway. Um, And then the last thing is that Ruthie comes downstairs and it's 6 a.m. Should we look, should we talk about the other... Scenes. I don't remember any of them, but you can speak to whatever you... Oh, I just wanted to say that while Lucy's having conversations with the Rev and with Annie about, like, when's the right time to have sex and all of this, the Rev and Annie are talking to Mary about her co-ed sleepover. And Annie... uh, And Mary is like, look, I wasn't going in there to have sex. Um, And then they're like, okay, well, when do you want to have sex? And then it kind of cuts off. And Mary, like, doesn't answer the question. So... You're saying, like, Ruthie comes down. Yeah, and it's, it's like, 6 a.m., and, and they're, like, every, the whole family is, like, passed out in the living room, except for Simon and Ruthie, who were not in on this whole conversation. Simon says something like, that's because babies shouldn't be raising babies, which I think is a, a, a callback to, like, teenage pregnancy, and also babies yeah. shouldn't be re- raising babies, and then Ruthie wakes up the Reverend Annie. And she says, where do babies come from? And that's where the video cuts off, and... Takes think, us back to the present tense. And the family Not said, the family. Yeah, I think, like, one of, some, one of the, like, the Rev or Annie or, like, Mary or Lucy are like, why didn't you include any It was any just of, Mary and Lucy. Oh, they were like, why didn't you include any of the answers to all of the questions that were posed? And The, the Matt goes, um, that's because everybody's answer is going to be different, and I wanted to leave that open-ended. Um, because everybody's experiences with all this stuff are different than everybody else's, and... Blah, 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 creativity, blah, 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 human sexuality. And then he, like, goes away. And I guess he, like, passes this <laughs> class, gets Man, an A or but something. But Mary and Lucy are like, ooh, I want to know what he knows, and they run after him. Oh, which is weird. And that is the end of the episode on human sexuality. I'm giving it a four. Um, meh, a three. All right. Yeah, I'm going to, no, a 2.5. <laughs> 
Wow, I thought it would go up. No, 2.5. Um, okay. I didn't like this one. I liked all the guest stars, but I didn't like this one. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it could have been done better. We kind of discussed it in the middle there. Um, my whole thing, though, about the... I forget the point. Went, like, the... Um, I think... Well, my the question whole, was why include the teenage pregnancy storyline? Right, and I think it was supposed to be, like, the consequent... Like, Lucy was being, like, very short-sighted in her desire to... But this is the other thing. Like, they didn't really talk about, like, how to prevent... How teenagers, like, can have sex if they're going... Like, if they're going to, but, like, they don't have to be pregnant every... Like, get, it doesn't have to result in a pregnancy. That, that kind of... Glossing over that, including the teen pregnancy storyline, without including... Um, Safe like, sex practices. Yeah, yeah. Any lessons it's, about condoms it's or why, sex it's, education. That's why it's wrong and poorly done. But, inclu- like, I mean, I guess if it would have been used to illustrate, like, Lucy, you're being very short-sighted. You don't know anything about, like, what you want to do. Like, here's how you can... In the future, if before you're married you do want to have sex with someone, here's how you can safely have sex with someone and, like, protect yourself and them and then also not have a child that you don't want to have. I know, but I feel like the conne- that connection that they made was so, like, arbitrary. Like, we've got it because we're, like, an, audi- like, we're, like, an audience member. But I feel like there was nothing, like, Right, hey, everything Lucy, else was happening in a vacuum. Hey, Lucy, if you have sex, you could get pregnant was never said. Like, we were, like... We were supposed just to, to infer it. that, but like clear, but but it would be one thing. But like Lucy's head was completely wrapped around like this attraction thing, and like I need to be as experienced oh, yeah. as like, and that should have really been addressed. Yeah, her whole like kind of disordered thinking about like sex and like why one should be having sex. Yeah, like she thinks that you should be having sex to like maintain a, like maintain a relationship, like keep or, your older like, boyfriend who you think like wants to have sex with you, and that's absolutely. Right. Like exactly. Like so. I, anyway, Lucy being the worst. Um, yeah, this entire episode, she was the worst. I was gonna go with more specifically when she throws Mary under the bus. When we know oh, that yes. Mary absolutely one hundred percent was like, I'm not. Like no, I'm not gonna like. I go to these sleepovers. We get the idea that Mary's been to these sleepovers before and like has not had sex and like you know was not thinking about it and has no like interest or like has you know. She's committed to, like, okay, like, I'm a junior now, and I'll get to senior year, and I won't have sex. And then after, when I start college, I'll reassess. Yeah. So. I, I And I think this could have been, like, a good thing for Seventh Heaven to do, to do include the fact that, like, she's going to co-ed sleepovers, and she's not. There's nothing, like, bad going on, because yeah, men and women can exist. Males and females can exist without, like, fucking. Unless you're Mike Pence, and you're not allowed to go to dinner with a woman who isn't your wife. <laughs> um, so, who was your worst, best Camden? Uh, you Ruthie. Both, you decided Ruthie. Uh, it was particularly manipulative this episode, so. Who did I decide? Good on her. Did I decide Matt? No. Yeah, you said Matt. Did I say Matt? Yeah. Although I, st- I still don't, I can't get on board with like. The brother thing? To the rescue, like, or whatever, like, let them. Make because like what if he were at college like away at college and like not around he needs to like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I appreciate I appreciate the older brother thing. I think it's because you have older siblings, so you have a different outlook. And I I am the older sibling, so I have a different outlook. But okay, that is that. All right. Um, they'll be 
things on our social media, as there always are. Um, and you can catch those things. At Camden Cast Show on Twitter and Instagram. Camden Cast on Facebook. Um, on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can listen on iTunes. You can subscribe, rate, review. Actually, you can do that on SoundCloud as well. You can't subscribe, I don't think. I mean, you know, you can. You, you can, can follow, follow us. Um, so, all that stuff. Um, that's, that's, that's all that Seventh Heaven wrote for sex books. Um, I'm Tampi. That's not the last time we'll be hearing about sex from Seventh Heaven, but I'm Erin. <laughs> and this was Camden Cast. Smiling back at me.